What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Cash It. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here. What's going on, Adam? How you been? Pretty good after uh, the Cowboys victory on Monday night. So <laughs> uh, it was a nice, stress-free game, which uh, I c- cannot really say much with Dallas in general. So I never really got the impression they were going to blow it. In fact, I, I think I tweeted it at, uh, at halftime, like, oh, who's taking Tampa's money line? And then our boy, Ani Sridhar, said, he responded, I'm in. I go, I don't believe you. That was too quick of a response. I don't believe you bet it. And then he showed me the ticket at plus 600. I was like, you're my boy, but I hope you lose. Uh, it was only, pl- I mean, what was the score when it was plus 600? Uh, it was at halftime. Wasn't it 18 nothing? It was at 18 or 24 at halftime. I think it was I 18. Remember. I think it was 18 nothing at half. Um, they had three touchdowns and the three missed extra points by Maurer, which obviously was a big uh, topic. Yeah. So uh, what's but, a, what's a, like you said stress free? I mean, I, I I kind of figure you had to be stressed out about that. You sit there, you're watching your kicker like miss over and over again. Love the fact that the over under was 45 and a half. Yeah. Into the game, <laughs> and he misses those extra points. I mean, listen, as as a better, um, I mean, it's sick. It's crazy. I actually I didn't bet the over under in that game. Uh, because I just, you know, I just didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't want to like, I didn't want to bet the over being like, yes, I hope this is like a, a big shootout. No, I want this to be like a, like a three, nothing game. <laughs> it's just two teams I hate. So you had to be flipping out when Mar kept missing these uh, extra points. It was just stunning to see because he missed three extra points all season during the regular season. And then he missed that many in a row in a playoff game. And then it was actually five in a row because he missed one uh, week 18 against Washington. So it was just mind boggling um, for a guy that's been good all year. Fortunately, it didn't cost him. But, you know, when you're seeing it 18, nothing instead of 21, you're like, damn, man, uh, you hope this doesn't come back. But I think the theme of that game, and I think it's an important topic. uh, We talk sports betting. I had the, the problem I had that week was, People were not looking at the two teams this season. They were betting on narratives. They were based the whole, like you couldn't be an NFL analyst and break down that game. And how do you come up with Tampa Bay as your pick? The only reason why people were picking Tampa Bay all week, Tom Brady, uh-huh. home underdog, Tom uh-huh. Brady in the playoffs, Dallas ineptitude in the postseason. That was it. Uh, well, the, the whole the whole grass versus turf That's debate. You I must mean, have enjoyed I, that one. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think too many people went that way. But the whole thing was all I saw. Oh, Tom Brady. Oh, he's not going to lose to the Cowboys at home. And it's like, guys, I don't know how much we've talked about it, but I've been saying it when I'm doing my Sunday shows and we're watching Tampa Bay. I'm like, this team fucking sucks, bro. They <laughs> suck. They do, bro. Like they, do. They, were, they were eight and nine. They fucking won a shitty division. I don't know if you realize this. They were outscored by every team in their division, bro. Carolina, Atlanta, and the Saints all outscored Tampa. And it was the same thing. Like, every week, like, Tampa would have, like, this. They would be shitty for three quarters or three and a half quarters. Then they'd wake up and they'd beat, like, the, the Rams, okay? 16 fucking 13. They beat Seattle and Germany came from behind. What was the other? Con- oh, the Saints, who were fucking terrible. So they have, like, these come-from-behind wins in the last couple minutes. And every time, oh, Tampa is back. Here we go. And they would never go on a run. So it was all well, Tom Brady. And he wasn't great this year. This team had major flaws. And again, I was not supremely confident in Dallas, more because I was worried, okay, I've seen Dallas 
just not show up at times. Like the Washington game, what was that? Um, but we have seen when Dallas plays their A game, they are one of the best teams in the NFL. We've seen them beat the shit out of Minnesota. We've seen their offense go crazy. So for me, it was, and I and on on the pod, I did pick Dallas, but I was, but I was just amazed at how many people want Tampa and a Tampa money line, man. It's like this team didn't belong in the playoffs. They were a product of a weak division. And your analysis is, oh, Tom Brady at home in the playoffs, he's not going to lose to Dallas. Oh, Dallas sucks in the playoffs. They haven't won a road game in 30 years. Like, if you broke down the teams and looked at the talent, Dallas was a better team. So you can't just base your analysis on narratives and history because you're going to get fucked. And that's what happened if you took Tampa. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of funny that you say that because, I mean, yeah, if you remember the we, – we talked about this on the pod last week. I also made the pick um, on – uh, you know, on the fantasy alarm show. So I, I mean, I, I always, I bet what I, you know, what I pick. And if I write something up, I'm definitely betting it hundred percent. And, you know, so for these games and, you know, listen, I, I'm not a, I'm not a prop bet guy. I've never been a prop bet guy straight, you know, straight against the spread. I'll bet money lines and, and, you know, more often than not, I'll bet some over unders as well. So for the games this past week, um, you know, if you remember, I had uh, I had San Francisco, um, you know, laying the points and the over uh, on that. I wrote that one up for uh, for for picks wise, uh, nailed that one. I had the Jags getting the points uh, for the other one. And I uh, and I, 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 I yeah, I missed on the over under. Um, I, I, I took the under in that one. Um and so I, I ended up missing on the uh, on on that, and I was like, you know, okay, fine. The next day, um, we had I woke up at like five in the morning on Saturday. There was or on Sunday there was no power. You know, we were dealing with all that rain shit and all the nonsense that was happening. Which, mind you, again, Mother Nature clearly a Niners fan because it rained torrential downpours for for hours on end leading up to the game. Then it stopped, and then about. 30 minutes after the game ended, the skies opened up again. It was insanity. It was it was crazy. On uh, you know, and it was like it was hysterical also. But so had no power uh or or internet the next day and I was like, "Ah, oh, shit, I'm screwed." Blah, blah. So I didn't even get to bet the games on Sunday. And I was like, "Okay, you know what? I actually I felt pretty good about that because I probably would have I would have taken the Bengals." Uh, and laid the points. And I would have taken the bills and I would have laid the points and I would have been like, I would have been screwed on that. Um, but to go to Monday night, I skipped taking the over under because if you remember, I said, I'm taking Tampa, my Monday night home dogs, you laughed at me about it. Um, but I said to you also, Dallas wins the game. And so instead of betting the over under in that game, I took Dallas on the money line with Tampa and the points. So that I could, you know, kind of hedge that last bet, and uh, and and it was uh, and it was great. I I knew. I mean, I agree with you. Tampa Bay way overrated. They, you know, this is like, you know, it's like the the tax that you play that that you pay on certain things. You pay a tax when you bet Dallas. I mean, that's just in, in football. That's the way it is. You pay a tax when you bet the Yankees in baseball. You pay a tax when you bet Notre Dame in college football because that's what the, those are the teams that everybody knows, and you know. Joe Blow walks into Vegas one weekend. He looks on the, you know, he walks past the sports book and he's like, oh, 
Well, let me let me put a little action on one of the games here. Who's playing? Up oh, Notre Dame. Up oh, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'll, Yankees, uh, Lakers when they were good. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So there's obviously that tax on Tom Brady. And that's and, and you know, and, and that's a problem for betting. I mean, if just, you know, if, if you're if you're an amateur better uh, or you're just kind of dipping your toe into the pool, like these are pitfalls that you have to watch out for. And the narratives were pushing Tom Brady so freaking hard that, yeah, I mean, it was like I, I, even, even I had to tell Jim Bowden that I hoped Dallas won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it was just it was good. Um, the other games uh, I was on the Chargers. Yo, it's funny. I was out watching it with uh, my friend. Um, she's a Giants fan. And we were watching the game. And she's like, oh, I guess I thought this game was going to be good. I guess it's over. I was like, this game's not over. She's like, it's not? I'm like, no, it's the fucking Chargers. This game is not over. Did you and think I, of me? Did you think of me when they were up 27 nothing? Well, we always talk about Dude, I just, I, I got to stop. I'm done with the Chargers, I think. I got to stop picking them before the year. I got to stop. It's like, it's that X you keep going back to. I got to fucking stop. But I told her, I said, this game's not over. I'm like, this is the fucking Chargers, man. And I just wish, it's easy in hindsight. I just wish that I would have hit the money line, sprinkled something on it. Um, like it was, I think it was plus 1900 at halftime. I know it's easy to say now, but I wish I did. Um, because I just, I kind of knew I'm like, yeah, this is not over. And then you could just see it. I'm like, I cannot fucking believe it. That, that was just an epic collapse. I, I was hammering the chargers on Twitter. Someone's like, why don't you give Jacksonville credit? Yeah. You look at it from both sides. But to me, that was more chargers blowing it, man. You know, they're an aptitude to run the ball caught up with them. That right there. That, you know, I've like, I've been pounding that drum. Like, Teams who are up, and I said this about betting. If you're betting, if you're betting a team and you're laying points, okay, your team better know how to run the fucking football. And the Chargers, like, I mean, PFF had a uh, Pro Football Focus. They had a, a, a tweet out today about Austin Eckler, eighteen touchdowns and you know sixteen hundred plus all-purpose yards. You know, number one RB one in PPR, dude. Like. I, Sorry, like knowing that the team doesn't trust him to like run the football and run out the clock, that made no sense to me. Yeah, they played like they it was a close game. They could have run the football. Uh, Herbert missing Keenan Allen in the end zone was huge. It was just an epic collapse. So, um, but I, I was on the Ravens keeping it close. I told you that I felt like uh, the Ravens played the Bengals well, was concerned yeah. about the offensive line. And then, of course, they lose another one and Jonah Williams and they, they were not good in that game at all. I mean, they got fortunate to win. I mean, if Tyler Huntley doesn't fumble, I don't know if they come back. I didn't think the Ravens would win, but I just felt divisional game third time. They knew they, they played them well. I felt their defense would keep them in it. Um, we knew the Ravens weren't going to put up points. Uh, they barely eclipsed. I think it's what, like well, five, six games in a row, 17 or less, but I just felt that number was too high. I uh, felt they would keep it close. But you know what, though? I will say this. The games were way better than we anticipated. I cannot believe the fucking Dolphins were in that game that long. Oh, I know. I know. But it was but it was the Bills' mistakes. Like, if you go uh, – the Dolphins did nothing on offense. They could not sustain any drives. They had a 50-yard punt return by Cedric Wilson. They had the two turnovers. They did nothing on offense. They could not sustain drives. Uh, it was Josh Allen turning the ball over again. So everything that the Dolphins needed to go right to keep them in the game happened, um, and they still couldn't win. 
Um, but that one was stunning to me. I thought that was going to be a blowout. I didn't see how, because again, how I was like, how are the Dolphins going to sustain offense to keep up with the Bills offense? And they did it, but they needed all the intangibles or the extra things they needed happen to keep them in the game. Listen, that sometimes that's 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 just kind of all you need. I mean, you think about it, right? The 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 Bengals and the Ravens game had let let's just say Huntley gets over. Let's say he breaks the plane. They go up that touchdown. Now it's the Bengals' responsibility to march back and score a touchdown themselves in order to, you know, in order to, you know, grab out back that lead. And then, you know, how much time is left on the clock and does it come back and and turn to uh, you know, Justin Tucker? So I mean, yeah, listen sometimes the the ball breaks right for you. Sometimes it doesn't. And uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think it was, it was, you know, obviously, you know, them focused so heavily on Skylar Thompson and, and his story of growing up and his mom and his grandfather both dying when he was six, and, you know, the whole thing. I mean, you know, you, you lost your dad when you were young. I mean, you, you know what that's like as a child, right? I mean, that's, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not outing anything that the world doesn't already know. Right, Adam. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've been hoping about it. Yeah. Oh, we might have to edit this out. No, but I mean, like, so, so, like, they focused on that aspect of Skylar Thompson, which, like, obviously made me want to root for him even more um, with that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it was more mistakes on the Bills part. And I'll tell you what, like, that's, I mean, you know, I, we, we can, we can just kind of, we're going to float around because there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk to you about today and, and, and ask you, but let's just stick with the football here. Bengals lose Jonah Williams or he's got a dislocated kneecap. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I just, I hear dislocated kneecap. I wince in pain. So I can't even imagine that he's on the field this week. And so it's more offensive line troubles for the Bengals. The bills playing, you know, kind of, I don't know Were they playing too loose there. Are they getting careless? Are they not as good? Josh Allen, you know, down that stretch. You know, of the uh, of the last couple of weeks of the regular season, you know, the Bills weren't like, just lighting everybody up left and right. Um, do you think the the, uh, the the teams are still on level ground here? Or do you think Buffalo's got that advantage because the Bengals' offensive line issues now? I am concerned about the offensive line issues. I think it's a problem. I mean, we saw it uh, in the second half last week. Uh, most of the game, uh, they again, that's a team that. Again, I always think the divisional games are tough. It's always something I bring up, and then you're looking at a third time. So that could be a possibility. Um, it's all about matchups, right? So, But the fact that they could not sustain any offense is concerning. Uh, they had uh, 234 yards of offense, and the Bengals had 360. I mean, the Ravens had 364, and this is not a good offense. Tyler Huntley. Um and the, and the Ravens kind of messed up. I mean, J.K. Dobbins was open about it after the game. I agree with him. He's like, it's the playoffs. Why am I not getting the ball more? Why didn't get it the goal line? What I mean, what are you saving him for? He had 13 carries, 62 yards, 4.8 yards a pop. He should have gotten the ball more. So, I mean, look, we can we can do this with both teams, right? We can say, well, the Bills, they look terrible. Josh Allen's So we can do it with both teams. But I think there's a little bit more concern. I know you could say, well, the Bengals had issues on the offensive line last year. Burrow was sacked nine times in a game, and they were in the Super Bowl and were close to winning. So that is fair. But I am concerned. They have not run the football well, and you're asking Burrow was sacked four times. Uh, I know the Bills' pass rush isn't as great without Von Miller, and 
they have some issues. They could get Micah Hyde back, which is big. But I and you're seeing this line moving towards the Bills too. Yeah, it's like minus five and a half now. Yeah. So I know te- I knew I know dogs usually do well in this round, but I think I'm on the Bills here. I I worry about the offensive line for sure. I really, really do. I mean, you can say, you know, anybody can sit there and talk about it all, all week long, you know, Joe Burrow and he, you know, he's, you know, the moment's never too big for him and he's, you know, super cool about it. And yeah, that's fine. But if you're just, I mean, if the bills pass rush is on and we've seen this bills pass rush, it can be, you know, really, really good at times. I, I I do worry about, you know, Joe Burrow and, and the fact that, you know, I mean, you're talking about he's going to have to get rid of the ball real, real quickly, which obviously shortens up all the routes and it just changes the style there. And then you don't have to worry too much about potential shortcomings in the secondary if you go into like, you know, cover zero, um, you know, because you're, you're not really worried about the uh, about the, the them getting the best of you uh, on the deep play. This line is begging you to take the Bengals, though, isn't it? Um. I mean, if you look at like the Bengals have been great against the spread, they've been phenomenal. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Joe I see Burrow. What, yeah, I see the what Bills, you're saying there. The I, Bills have been bad against the spread. Um, right. They're two and five against the spread. Their last seven playoff games, two and five against the spread. Their last seven home games. I don't know, man. And then the line keeps moving towards Buffalo. And the line, well, yeah, I get it. I think it's because the Bengals' offensive line issues. Yeah, it, that's that's yeah. easily what it is. I would, didn't this open? It opened at like four, right? Yeah, three and a half, four, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. and I, I think, think, yeah, I think it would have been. I think if they had, because remember, I think they've had their five offensive linemen healthy most of the year until recently. Like they pretty much had them intact the entire season. Yeah, so, it's the last. It's like the last two weeks of the regular yeah. season. They started to. Uh, Collins, get hit with it. Collins going down and then Kappa and then Williams last week. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. No, if there's a line that screams at me to do anything, it's, it's the Jaguars at, at plus eight and a half. That's, that's Vegas just saying, got to take the Jaguars. You got to do it. Uh, chiefs haven't, chiefs haven't been blowing teams out. Look at how great the Jaguars comeback was. Right. Like that's that I'm, I'm looking at, at it from that perspective. Um, so <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm all in on the chiefs and I'm laying the points. I'm on the over here on the 53. Cause I do think this, this turns into a, a little bit of a slug fest, but I kind of feel like, you know, this is where experience just trumps everything. I think this is where, you know, it's Andy Reed, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's Travis Kelsey. Uh, they're getting back CEH. You got experience. No, I don't think he's going to play. Oh, they're not? They're saying yeah, he's not? Reed mentioned something today. Okay. Um, but either way, um, um, I I don't think it matters. He was being phased out anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, no, I thought, I thought if anything, all it would do is kind of affect, uh, you know, Isaiah Pacheco's touches. Like I think you know McKinnon is uh, McKinnon is their favorite, and you know he's going to be oh, on the field. All right, here here's some news. First of all, McCall Harbin will not play. That's official from me. I, I heard that. That's and then the note is okay. Reed said probably not when asked about activating Ceh from injured reserve for this round. Okay, 
Well, there you go. It doesn't hurt Pacheco at all, then. I still think the Chiefs win this one. And I think this is like, I, I feel like this could be like a, like a, like a 35 to 21 kind of a game, maybe 35, 24, something like something on, on that front there. I just can't, I, you know, I, I feel I, I, the Jags are a great story. Great story. But I mean, this is just, this is experience. This is the chiefs. And, you know, I get that they haven't been blowing out teams at home, uh, you know, but if you look at like the last couple of weeks of the season, the offense is definitely kicked into another gear. So here's okay. I'm kind of torn on this game because my initial reaction was with you. Yeah. Take the chiefs. My concern is they're just not good against the spread. Um, with these big numbers, they're one, six and one against the spread at home. But also I feel like, isn't it time for Jacksonville, the, the luck to run out? Like, again, they've been a good story. Don't get me wrong. But look at the quarterbacks that they face to end the season. Zach Wilson, Dobbs, Davis Mills. And, yeah, last week was a good comeback. But let's not fucking forget they were down 27 nothing at the half, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do that against the Chiefs, you're not coming back. I'm sorry. You're not. You're just not coming back. So I think Jacksonville also they have uh, their – what 30th and past DVOA? That's a bad matchup. They're bad against tight ends. Um, when they face the top offense, they're not good. You know, the division, again, another team took advantage of a bad division. It's just, I don't see how they they win this game. Um, and even covering it is kind of, I think the Chiefs, if you like teasers, I think they're a great teaser. Um, you could tease it down like minus two and a half. That's perfect. Um, I mean, Peterson's a good coach. Uh, again, I give I give Lawrence credit for bouncing back after throwing four interceptions. That's your first playoff game. And to mentally bounce back, I think, is great. Peterson also 6-0 against the spread as a postseason underdog and 5-1 outright. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. <laughs> um, damn. Yeah. Like – I'm yeah, but that sorry. was, I mean, come on, that was also, that was Peterson with the Eagles, with a good Eagles team, with a, a, an Eagles yes. team that, like, went on to and win the Super week. Bowl. And last week, but, you know, it is. Yeah, and last okay. week, which was one game against the Chargers with the Jags. Come on. Yeah, I, yeah, I think the Chiefs win this game. I'm a little hesitant to lay the eight and a half. I'm uh, but I also, it. I also don't want to take Jacksonville plus eight and a half because I could see them getting blown out. <laughs> Again, I, I don't tease much. Talk to you ladies. Anyway, nah. <laughs> um, but I, if there's any, like, I think that's a good teaser leg with something else. Um, I yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm definitely fine with that. I, again, you know, when you when we sit there and you look at the spreads and you're like, you know, you're looking for that suspicious line. That to me, like you know, just coming off of that that game against the uh, against the Chargers, you just, you know, if you said which one would you take, I guess I would lay the points with Kansas City because maybe I'm just reading too much into the history of covering the spread. This is a playoff games and it's experienced team. You got an inexperienced Jacksonville team. They're also coming off an emotional win. That's not easy, man. Like that. That's just a huge emotional win where you come from behind and you expelled a lot of energy. Now you have to go on a short week and play in a tough venue. So um, I can tell you this, you can say what you want about the chargers. The chiefs are ecstatic that Jacksonville won. I don't think they wanted to face the chargers again. 
Oh, no. I mean, listen, you don't want to face a team like the Chargers a third time. I mean, granted, Mike Williams is out and that does affect certain things. But again, like that's the, that, you know, like to talk like Giants Eagles to move in and, and, and talk about that game. Yet you don't want to face a team for the third time. Miami against Buffalo. You don't want to face them for a third time. Cincinnati against the, the, the Ravens. You don't want it like that's just there's just there's. It's it's really kind of funny because they're just you'd think that oh well it's just two games it's two games and weeks of preparation against this specific team you know the ins and outs of this team and then you've seen them you know play calling twice already like that's huge as With far the as the Giants like, Eagles it's different data. this is this is the third matchup in like. eight weeks a, yeah mm-hmm. it was yeah 18, yeah both their games were late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 14 and 18. 14 and 18. Sick. So even more so now. And now here, wait, you, you know, it was Jalen Hurts the first time. It wasn't Jalen Hurts the second time, but it wasn't the giant or, or you know, it wasn't Jalen Hurts. The, there, there was something going on. But then he was um oh the Giants sat everybody for that yeah, second week game. 18, yeah. Dude, this game here, this this is the one, like, you know, like, where are you at with this? Because I'm just, the, the time off that Jalen Hurts has had, I think has kind of a negative effect. I do worry about the condition of the shoulder, but there's everything about this Eagles team is so much better than the Giants, except for coaching. Because I'll take Dayball over Sirianni. Any day well, of the week. Uh, any, I mean, you think it's that clear cut? I mean, Sirianni's oh, done a great I, job. Oh, I've I, dude, Brian. I love Dable too. I said we talked about it a couple times that I felt he should be a coach of the year, and I think he's third. Yeah, but I mean, Sirianni's done a great job too. Like you can't. I don't think it's that clear cut. Um, Sirianni got great results this year because Jalen Hurts took his game to the next level. Right, he had Jalen. He they they worked together last year. Sirianni wasn't, he's not a rookie coach here. Dayball in his first year turned Daniel Jones completely around from being this turnover prone, trying to throw a hero ball up, just sloppy play, yeah, I, not I'm, trusting again, his legs. You, you don't need to sell Dayball on me. I'm objective. I hate the fucking Giants, but I <laughs> think he's coach of the year, no doubt. And he's done a great job, but I, I mean, you make it seem like oh, easily Dable over Syria. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's that. I don't think there's a huge coaching advantage here at all. I think the concern is Jalen Hurts' health. I really think that's a concern. I don't know if that shoulder is fine, um, but it's just so funny, bro. Because everyone I see is picking the Giants, and it's so funny. Like the Giants were a oh, mediocre team all season long. Okay. Then they have a playoff win against a Minnesota team that we all thought were frauds. <laughs> and now the Giants are like, they can't lose. It's it's just funny. Like we talk about the last thing we saw. It's just amazing. Like now, I, I don't think I've seen anyone pick the Eagles this week. Well, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, come on. I mean, the reasons we know about recency bias. Listen, every it's, Cowboys it's, fans forgot how much the Cowboys sucked for a couple of weeks. And all the problems they were having, but they go out there and then they just soundly, soundly. Wait, 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 wait. The Cowboys had one bad week against Washington. 
No, they had more than one bad. What? Okay, what was the other bad week? What the I'm loss going, to Jacksonville? I'm, you know, what I'm going. I'm going to your schedule right now. The loss to Jacksonville. That, they lost in overtime. Was it a bad uh, loss? Yeah, but they didn't play like garbage. They had the fucking lead. They beat Tennessee by 14. They beat the Eagles. I know that was with Minshew. It's not like Dallas lost five of six to end the season. They had one bad week against Washington. I would say they lost five to six. I just don't think that they played very well. How? Okay, they lost. The Washington game was terrible. They beat the Titans by 14. They beat the Eagles by six. You know what it was? They they whooped ass on the uh, on the Vikings and then struggled and the hard the next three weeks. They won they all three games. They struggle against the Giants. They beat them they, 28-20. They didn't struggle in that game. They didn't play they, well that game. They beat the shit out of the Colts. They struggled against the Texans. They had to come from behind. The Jaguars game. They, they beat the shit out of the Colts. Dude, the, that all that shit came in the fourth quarter. Okay. They put up 54. Does it count? You it does count. That. It does count. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude, they, wait, did they struggle? like shit did, for three quarters struggle? of that game. Did they, how, did they struggle in the game? Yes. Oh, come on, bro. They put up 54. You they, can't say they dude, struggled. They put the up Texans 33 points in the fourth quarter. But okay, they did it though. It doesn't count. So we eliminate I'm not the fourth saying quarter. It doesn't count. What they I'm did. saying is, is that they struggled. They had issues on offense for the first three quarters of that game. They did not play a very good game. And then they blew them out in the fourth quarter because the Colts completely fell apart. I think it's unfair to say that they struggled down the stretch. They lost two games down the stretch. And in the Jacksonville game, they had the lead. Jacksonville, like they always do, come back, and then Dak throws a pick where it bounced off Noah Brown into the hands of Jenkins, and he takes it you're to the house. Funny. You're too it, funny. I, dude, I am very you're objective. Do, you, 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 do it, you do it exactly what Giant fans are no, doing. No, I'm not. I think it's unfair to say that the Cowboys struggled down the stretch. They won seven of their last nine. You act like they eked by each victory. They I'm won by that they 37 all right, listen, I watched every single game where there are flaws. Yes, there are. And 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 you know that there are flaws. And I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm both on offense and on defense. All right? I mean, listen, that whole opposite side of your secondary because of injuries, I mean, was was a huge, huge problem and still is a huge yes, problem that, for you guys. The secondary is a problem, but that's not – that's separate from saying that they – struggled it's not separate it's yes, the it same is. fucking thing i'm not no, saying not. whether they're winning or losing the games what i'm saying is is that they are having issues they have had issues down the stretch okay dak has not played a flawless last eight games okay of the season. howard we can do with this every team does every team have flaws down the stretch josh allen's turning the ball over Bengals have offensive line issues eagles have not played well the eagles have played worse down the stretch than dallas i know they did every team Every team has issues. Even San Francisco. I know they haven't lost, but their defense has shown cracks. Purdy wasn't good to start the game. So every team has issues, right? I'm, I'm not going to. Yes, you're right. I'll give you that. There you go. I, I'm not going to argue it with you. But I, no, I just think that it's it's not right to say Dallas struggled down the stretch. That makes I'm it saying seem like Dallas oh, they lost. had their struggles down the stretch. And they, yes. The second, the second. And dude, and listen, you know what? You should have won these fucking games because you're playing the Colts and the Texans and the Jaguars. I mean, it was like you know, it was like that that midpoint in the season where you guys beat the Giants and the Commanders, and then you beat the Rams. Okay, then you then. lost to the Eagles, but then you beat the Lions and you beat the Bears, and everything was all great and hunky dory. And you blew out the Bears, you beat the shit out of them, and then you came back and you lost to the fucking Packers. 
And then okay. you turn around, you beat the shit out of the Vikings. And then, yes, you did win against right. the Giants, the Colts, the Texans. Okay, you know what? Well, here we go. I can but do you had thing. issues. I could do the same thing with the 49ers. Let's look who their wins are against the Colts here. The Rams, great. Chargers, cool, by six. Cardinals, uh, they suck. Saints, they suck, and they only won 13 nothing. Dolphins, uh, I don't know. Uh, was Tua playing in the game? I think he was. Um, Buccaneers, great. Seahawks, they won by eight. Commanders. Raiders, which they struggle one by three, and the Cardinals. Where are the great wins there for the 49ers? The Commanders. They beat the Commanders 37 to 20. What do you mean? One so by what does three? that mean? Do the Commanders make the playoffs? No, no, no. I'm oh, saying oh, where, the where's Raiders. The they beat the Raiders where, by three. Yeah, yeah, where's yeah. The impressive, where's the impressive win in that stretch? Where's the impress? It yeah. doesn't have to be a specific impressive win. What I'm actually You just discredit Dallas for beating the teams they're supposed to beat. Yeah, and guess what? The last five, the last two weeks of the season against the Raiders and the Cardinals, it was more about getting Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell back right than it was really worrying about what Christian McCaffrey's ankle was doing that oh, he stop. wasn't they playing. Still were, and you got Brock Purdy going there. They were still center. in position to get a, a one seed. So you can't say the games don't mean nothing. I you didn't say them? that the games didn't mean nothing. But you're saying, oh, well, it didn't. <laughs> you're just saying that, oh, it was more about this. They were in position to get a one seed. So you, you like you're cherry picking now. I'm definitely not cherry picking. They gave so up 34 say- points to the Ra- they gave up 34 points to the Raiders in week 17. That was a bad performance by their defense. 100%. I agree. You should never have the Raiders of all teams putting 34 points up on you. They only gave up 13 to the Cardinals, 20 to the Commanders, 13 to the Seahawks, 7 to the Bucks, 17 to the Dolphins. They shut the Saints out. They gave up only 10 to the Cardinals, and they only gave up 16 to the Chargers. They only gave up 14 to the Rams before that. So, so listen, with the exception of the Raiders game where they gave up 34 points, I think the defense kind of held its own, even with but, no, the injuries of their secondary that they had. You're missing the point. You're discrediting Dallas saying, oh, they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Isn't that exactly what San Francisco did? Where is the impressive win in that stretch? Where what team did they beat? 35 oh. to 7 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, it's Tampa? Oh, really? 33 to 17 over the Miami Dolphins. Okay, and Dallas crushed the Vikings, who made the playoffs and won the division, crushed right. the Colts. So you're saying Dallas, oh, they beat who they're supposed to beat. Isn't that what San Francisco did? Where's the impressive, not the impressive win by score. Where's the impressive team they beat in that stretch? Who's the good team that they beat in there that like, wow, that's an impressive oh, win. Doesn't, I'm not talking about that, dude. You're all right. You're you're twisting it all into a whole different thing. If you can't admit, I'll say this. If you can't admit that Dallas has had problems over the latter half of this season, Dak has not been playing good ball. Okay. Their secondary has had some serious issues. They've had some O-line injuries that they've been having to work over. Okay. Dallas coming into the playoffs was not a highly regarded team. Okay. I think the word struggle though, to characterize Dallas is. Oh my God. All right. So now, so it's, so it's my choice of words now. Yes. Seriously, dude, come on. I mean, you want to split hairs like that? Fine. Struggle might be the wrong word. But they coming won. down the stretch, Dallas did not impress anybody. They definitely didn't impress me. And I'll tell you what. They won six of eight. Even and as the- big of a homer as Jim Bowden is, even he was able to sit there and point out a number of flaws that the Cowboys. He, he could be I a rah-rah cheerleader all he dude, wants. Dude, you can go back and listen to the podcast last week. I said I was concerned about the secondary. Of I course know. they had flaws. Dak, Dak's problem has been interceptions at the wrong time. 
if you look overall at what he's done, this offense has been, I think, number one or number two since he returned. Yes, it's it it has definitely had its moments of clicking. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But I'll tell you what, I'll take I'll take uh, I'll take San Francisco's offense. Believe it or not, I'll take San Francisco's offense over Dallas's offense, even with Purdy under center. I think that is still a question. I mean, I think San Francisco's offense is better because they have a multiple ways to beat you. Like there were times that they put Debo in a backfield, McCaffrey at wide receiver. So, and then they flip-flop, like they just have a multitude of ways to beat you. I think the biggest question still is Purdy. And that's as a Cowboys fan, that's the the hope that I have is that Purdy turns into that quarterback that was the last pick of the draft. Um, we did see some nerves and some off target throws early in that game. He did settle down and was better. Um, but again, and I mentioned it last week, you know, the, the key is if they fall behind 10 to 14 points, is he going to be able to lead them back? Because that's when the pressure is on him. So with that said, I'm going to take San Francisco and I hope I'm wrong. And da- <laughs> Dallas also Dallas also at a schedule disadvantage here is their fourth straight. Oh, oh, I love that one, too. That's dude, actually I, another favorite. Dude, I, fr- dude, can you let me finish? I'm not making an excuse. I'm stating a fact that you tell me what I'm saying is wrong. OK. Can I say it? And then you tell me what's factually wrong. Say it. Say it. I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. I know, fourth straight road game for Dallas. And 49ers don't travel. And they have two extra days of rest. So they've had more time to prepare. It's a fact. I'm not using an excuse, but it's a fact. And any, any NFL player will tell you. I mean, Jacksonville's in the same situation, too. Yes, absolutely. You can blame, you can blame the NFL for being greedy and wanting the revenue of a Monday night football game with Tom Brady versus the Cowboys. Um, you can blame them for being greedy like that. But like when when Dallas Cowboys fans bring that up to me, okay, you, you're making it sound like it was intentional, like that that the NFL I, is out to get us. I didn't say that. Why? Like, but, why but would you insinuate the, that's that? That's the insinuation no, it's that, not. that comes through. Yes, it is. No, just it's, like what it's you're a- saying, the Giants fans are sitting there with their recency bias thinking, hey, we just beat the Vikings, so it's now not, we're going to beat again. Whoa, no, no, no. Howard, I didn't say Giants fans. It's people who are prognosticating the games. It's not Giants fans. Of course, Giants team fans are always going to be optimistic. I'm not talking Giants fans. I'm talking everyone that I see picks for this game. Everyone's taking the Giants. There's not Giants fans. So just get that clear. Are they but taking no, the I mean, Giants with the points or are they taking the Giants straight up? Giants with the points. Some think the Giants are going to win. I like the Giants with the points also, only because it is a division game and they are seeing each other three times now. And we don't know about Jalen Hurts. And I would much rather just, you know, grab the points in a divisional matchup like that, especially if you're going to give me that hook. You're going to give me a seven and a half point? I mean, that's just, that That to me is where I want it. So I'm I'm fine with that, actually. Are you taking the Eagles laying the points? No, I think I'm going to take the Giants, especially with that half. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they could keep it close. I think there's a lot of pressure on Philly. And again, I'm, I'm concerned about Hertz's shoulder. I don't know if he's 100%. And I think they'll, you know, we saw Lawrence with a big game. So, um, although Giants defense did not play well last week, the Giants just could not be stopped on offense. Minnesota defense is so bad. Oh, horrendous. And we knew that. And we were picking on them down the stretch. They could not stop the Giants. All you need to, okay, all you need to know about how bad 
the Vikings defense is. And this, I always talk about this. Yeah, look at the fact that Dallas put up 40 points on them. Yeah, exactly, because Dallas is terrible. Um, <laughs> okay, good coaches, right? I think they exploit the opponent's weakness. I think sometimes we see teams get too cute. This is our strength. We're going to go with it. And Belichick's always been good like this. We've seen games where Belichick will run the ball 50 times and games where he pass it 50 times. This year, Daniel Jones was consistently under 200 passing yards in a lot of games. In fact, he only had three games this year of 300 passing yards. Of course, two came against the Vikings. 334 yards passing in a 71.4 completion percentage on Christmas Eve and this playoff game, 68.6% and 301 passing yards. Okay, <laughs> that's all you need to know. Giants said we are fucking passing. Barkley, what do you have, nine carries in the game? Yeah. And that's not what the Giants want to do. Giants said, all right, well, yeah, we don't have the best passing game, but this team cannot stop anyone. We're going to pass. And that's where you know you got good coaching. And, um, yeah, someone was uh, in a one-and-done playoff league and showed me their lineup. I said, nope, you got to use Daniel Jones this week. And they're a Giants fan. And I was like, look, even if the Giants win, would you rather have Daniel Jones against Minnesota or against Philly? Right, come on. So play Daniel Jones, play Barkley. They did. And obviously it worked out. Was it was it Mike from Long Island who kept asking no. about starting Josh Allen or Joe Burrow? No, that's <laughs> what he asked you. <laughs> yeah. I love Mike. He's such a great dude. But he had this whole thing. And I was like, I'm using Daniel Jones in mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, it made sense. Uh, and obviously the rushing yards were insane, too. So you're not going to get a better playoff game from Daniel Jones than that. Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, so so t- all right, talk to me here about this. The, the, we can kind of shift through it. All right, so wait, so I, I said I'm taking. We're we're both taking the Chiefs minus eight and a half, right? Yeah. I'm. We're both taking the Giants plus seven and a half. Yeah. Both taking the Bills laying five and a half. Yeah. And then San Francisco against Dallas, three and a half points. You're taking. The Niners, did you say? Yeah, but I hope I'm wrong. I will gladly lose this one. Gladly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I tell you, I mean, I, I said I just don't know. I just don't know how the how the Niners can be stopped. There's really there's just so much going on. I get it. Yeah, Brock Purdy is the uh, is the linchpin. I mean, I kind of don't want to just go with a clean sweep here, but I think I'm going to have to. Uh, and I'm going to have to take the Niners and lay the three and a half. Figure that if they're going to beat Dallas, they're going to have to do it by a touchdown. And we'll just kind of we'll lock in there. I don't need it to be uh, Brett Maher versus uh, Robbie Gould. Uh, we don't we don't need that. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what happens, man. Maybe you just maybe you need to take Dallas with the points because of that hook. It's going to come down to a Brett Maher field goal at the end of it, and he's just not going to be able to tie it up. <sighs> Don't do that to me, man. All right, I um, won't do that to you. Talk to me here. Are you playing in any uh, any uh, FFPC uh, games? They've got their divisional round one that's starting up now, um, and then they've got uh, you know obviously the their main event is already uh, underway. I am not. Are you? You're not. Yeah, I am. Actually, and I'm going to play in the divisional round here. I want to play in the divisional round. So talk to me here. You can only pick one player from each team. 
It's one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, uh, a tight end, and the two flexes. So, so it's eight spots. So it's eight spots. So you got no no kicker, no defense. So where where are you going here? I mean, you know, do you just do you do you do you turn around and say Jacksonville sucks against the tight end? It is a tight end premium league. I have to lock in Travis Kelsey here. Yeah, I mean he'll be chalk. He'll be chalk, but yeah. I, I mean, how do you how do you approach? I'll shut up. How do you approach? When you're in a contest like this, um, I mean, I think you just—I know you don't want to go chalk, but I think it's hard not to take Kelsey. I mean, the other option would be what Kittle, and we saw Kittle only two for thirty-seven last week with Debo back. It's just not the same, even though I think he still is a red zone guy. But I think right. you know. But then if you're looking San Francisco, you probably. Actually, San Francisco is interesting. You could actually, I think everyone's going to go C-Mac. That's where I might go different and go Debo. C-Mac doesn't get the volume he does when Elijah Mitchell plays. That's a very good point. He doesn't. But so, are we are we sure that Debo is going to get, you know, his usual, you know, the, what we expect from him, knowing that Ayuk is there. Well, we're, Purdy, still, we're, we're still, you know, hanging back a little bit on. I mean, we saw it last week, and he's the most explosive player. So, yeah, could it change this week? Sure. But... Look, if you go McCaffrey, Kelsey, everyone else is doing that, right? So right. you you got to try and be different somewhere. So I think most people are going to go C Mac, especially at the running back position. So I think Debo is a good option for Kansas City. I guess it's Mahomes or Kelsey. I don't see how you go anyone else. Um, Bengals, I think it's Burrow or Chase, maybe Higgins. Um, Jacksonville, ETN or Kirk. What about Engram? You could do the Engram too, yeah. I kind of, I you know, I mean, I kind of like doing that. Uh, yeah. The the question that I have, the the real issue that I have here is uh, is the quarterback. Yeah. Like I know you don't you don't need the quarterback to advance. Like the guy who won it last year had Josh Allen, so he didn't have a Super Bowl quarterback going for him, and you know it's like double points. So I mean, you don't necessarily need to do it, but. You know, the question is, is, you know, where are you looking here? You could go Mahomes if you think everybody's good. If you think the chalk is going Kelsey, you could go Mahomes uh, over there. Um, you don't know if you can trust Jalen Hurts. Burrow versus, uh, you know, Bills and Bengals. I mean, I would lean Allen over Burrow just because of the offensive line issues that we're dealing with right now. But. Shit, man. I mean, you know, still it's Bengals Bills. It's it's a it's a great game. And then, you know, or 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 do you turn around and you say, you know, Dak Prescott? Mm, unless only if you think the Cowboys can go to the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously you're trying to pick the for the I think the quarterback you want to get the one that's going to Super Bowl because they're going to put up the most points more than likely. So so Purdy then. Then go ahead. I mean, that'll be that'll be contrarian. Because people are going to take McCaffrey and Debo, I think, the most. Maybe Kittle mixed in. So, yeah, Purdy will definitely be contrarian. If you think that they're going to go to the Super Bowl, yeah, then that's that's a contrarian play. I don't I don't think a lot of people will take him. Where would you go? Mahomes, For, Allen? I think Buffalo is going to the Super Bowl, so I would go Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also don't like having to make that decision of, you know, 
Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis. I mean, you know, everybody's going to take Diggs. Yeah. I think it's Allen or Diggs in that spot. Just like uh, with Cincinnati. It's or Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox, if you really want to go tight end premium. I mean, it's hard to take Knox over Kelsey, Kittle, even Schultz. Even Goddard. Yeah, Goddard's, a, Goddard's got a really good matchup this week. Giants are bad against tight ends. Look what Hawkinson did in the two games. So I think Goddard's a, a prop to look at this week, his over yardage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another tough one right there. Oh, yeah. I do think the games will be good, though, this weekend again. Usually this is the best week in the playoffs, but I got to say that wild card round was was really enjoyable. Um, even Seattle-San Francisco, I know the final score doesn't say it, but Seattle's up at halftime, and that game was competitive midway through the third quarter. I'm very excited about it. I, th- I think, listen, I think the games this week are, I'm, I'm very much in on these. I, you know, the funny thing is like, if, if you're just looking at the games on the surface, it's like, yeah, you, you're like Chiefs Jags will probably be the lame one, right? Like that'll be the blowout. If if there's going to be a game that's going to kind of disappoint. But I think these other three games, you know, Giants, Eagles, Bengals, Bills, Cowboys, Niners, these are, these are going to be some battles. These are, unless, unless Dallas plays like they did down the stretch. Yeah. <laughs> You're definitely rooting against Dallas, aren't you? Oh, a hundred million percent I'm rooting against Dallas. You, you know what's that. the sad part this week, though? I actually, even though obviously I hate the Eagles and the Giants, I kind of have to root for the Giants because if Dallas wins, Dallas gets the home game. Ah, we all know how they do well against the spread when they're at home. I don't care about the spread. Win the game. <laughs> You're going to call up Tim Matthews. You're going to be like, dude, let's go. I got to. I think I have to go to that game, man. You have to call in the favor. Like, that's the favor. That's when you call in the favor. Yeah, I got to fight. If anyone's listening, well, nah, let me not get in my head of self. Let, let's let them win first. I don't want to fucking look ahead. Because this will not be easy. This is the one, I, this is the one team. I said it before, the, uh, you know, midway through the season. I don't want to play the 49ers in the playoffs. And uh, here we go. I would I would have rather face Philly. Now, let me ask you a question here before we uh, before we scooch on out. Just to confirm, if the Bills win and the Chiefs win, then the AFC Championship is in Atlanta. But if the Bengals win and the Chiefs win, the game's in Kansas City. Correct. Okay. Did the Bills and the Bengals finish with the same record? Or the Bills a, no, a game Bills ahead? were Bills were one game ahead. Bills of the were one game ahead. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's that's and really the, what, a, what a fucking I, dude! I'd be so pissed off, man, if I were in Kansas City. If I had, if I had season tickets to Kansas City, now I got to fucking go to Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, the Bills beat the Chiefs head up. That's that's why they did it. You know, Chiefs had a half game. They played one more game and won. But if the Bills played that game and won, they'd have the same record. And the Bills beat the Chiefs in Kansas City this year. I get it. I mean, I know Bengals are like, well, we could have won the game. And the thing is, if the Bengals, even if the Bengals beat the Bills, they'd still be a game behind Kansas City. Yes, that I know. Well, you know, just one one, one last thing to just rile everybody up. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Because I'm about that life. Dude, we like just sat here going off. I mean, I you know, obviously our our Dallas discussion 
kind of uh, took center stage. I wanted to talk to you a little bit of baseball, a little bit of hoops, but you know what? I'm not going to because uh, we got to get on out of here. We've recorded this one at a much earlier time in the day. So Adam's got a show to do. I've got a show to do. We'll catch up with you guys next week here on the Cash It podcast. Um, we will we will talk some uh, some baseball and some basketball as well. Are, are you getting a little a little baseball fever at all, Adam? I know that you're you're mopped up here with NFL and NBA, but is the baseball creeping in at all on you? Yeah, I've started to do you know some research and look at some things. Um, I haven't done a draft yet. Um, I think I'll probably wind up doing like a a draft champions at the end of the month, and I feel like that's when you really start digging in because you know you. Usually I do, yeah, I usually do the four hour clock. So got some time in between picks to really dig in more. And then, I don't know, I just feel like that's when it really starts for me. Um, Cause you start looking at team builds and looking more in depth at players and doing research. Like I didn't even realize I was doing some research the other day. I didn't realize Lotus Gurriel had wrist surgery in October. So that explains a lot why he had no power most of that year. So that's something I didn't realize that slipped by me. So just doing things like that. Um, so, yeah, I will uh, start to ramp up the baseball, started putting one of my leagues together because it's a keeper league. So I said, here's the, the league fee, get it in, um, all that stuff. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to come pretty quick. And at least this year, finally, we get a real spring training. It feels like we really haven't had one in a while. Yeah, the season's not really going to sneak up on us like it like it has over the last couple of seasons. I got into a conversation we were talking about some of the rules changes, um, you know, with like limiting the pickoff moves and the bigger bases and, uh, and you know, and, and what that was going to do for like some stolen base work. And, and you know, we just we kind of just started getting wrapped up in that conversation. I just, you know, I mean, even more so the, there's the bug, you know, I mean, I'm obviously putting together all the stuff for the uh, MLB draft guide over at fantasy alarm and, you know, getting that stuff organized that I got, I got the bug. I got the, I got the bug like big time now. Like I'm, I have a a very, very strong feeling that this is going to be a a very, very good year of baseball. And maybe it is because we're going to get our full spring training and we're not dealing with like all the bullshit nonsense of a potential lockout or, you know, everything that we've had to deal with for MLB over the last couple of seasons. So super pumped about it. And uh, I got a lot to talk about, but I'll I'll save that for, for the next episode of Cash It. So uh, we're going to get on out of here and uh, we wish you guys nothing but the best. Hope all of your DFS lineups cash. I'll have the, uh, the playbook. I'll do a full four game playbook uh, for fantasyalarm.com. Uh, and then I'll, uh, I'll play around with some lineups and dartboards for the individual two game slates for uh, people who want to play those uh, on Saturday and Sunday. So all that stuff's going to be available to you over at fantasyalarm.com. As always, check out Adam Ronis's uh, NBA props work over at pickswise.com. Uh, final words, parting shots. Let's go Cowboys. Oh my God. You, you. <laughs> It's like hanging out with Bowden all over again. I'm That's not as be- bad as him. You know it. Well, you know what? Today, you were. Oh, stop. <laughs> I picked the 49ers. He's not picking the 49ers. <laughs> no, no, no. Of course he's not picking the 49ers. He picked them to go to the Super Bowl, didn't he? I saw the tweet that was sent out on the SiriusXM Fantasy account. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, come on, bro.
I hope he's right, but Cowboys, ah! come on. <laughs> That's going to do it for us here on Cash. And I'm Howard Bender for Adam Rose. We'll catch you next time.